Hello, and welcome to I'm In Here, a space all about spirituality, healing, and awakening for Black women, inclusive of women of trans experience, as well as gender non-conforming and non-binary people of color. Here, I share tools and skills that have helped me along my spiritual and personal journey, and hopefully you will find some value in the information for your own journey to grow, heal, and align with your higher self. My name is Kendall, and I thank you for joining me. Continuing with our chakra series, we will be talking about the sacral chakra today, or as it is known in Sanskrit, the Svadhisthana chakra. This is the chakra that is all about creativity, feelings, emotions, sexuality, sensuality. This is the second in the seven main chakra system that runs along the center of our body. If you remember from the last episode, and I don't know if I said this in the root chakra episode, the root chakra only faces down and faces the earth. It's a cone shape that opens up downward. The sacral, the second chakra, has a front and a back. Now that does not mean that there is one point for entry of energy and another point for exit. It just means that there's a front and a back. So energy can flow in and out through either entry point. I also mentioned in the root chakra episode that while these chakras are associated with colors, that is a more recent merger when certain energy points are vibrating at a certain frequency it can produce a certain color so at any given point any chakra can have any color if you want to use color therapy to heal any chakra you can do that Uh, this chakra the sacral is associated with the color orange so you can use orange to heal this chakra but like i said You can use any crystal. You can use any color because energy has all colors in it. So keep that in mind as we go along this series. I'll continue to repeat it just to remind you to let you know because we always see when there's chakras, we always see colors that go with each one. And so then we get this kind of image locked in our head that this color goes with this chakra. And I want to really start breaking that down and have you understand that energy has no specific color. It's based on the vibrational frequency, which will always change. So in one given moment, this vibrational frequency could be having a color that's uh, brown. And another moment, it could have a vibrational frequency that's purple. It's going to change. It's going to fluctuate because we change and fluctuate all the time. So keep that in mind. Now, this chakra is located in our lower abdomen so just below our belly button that's the front entry point and it mirrors in the same exact location in the back so the lower back is where is the back part of this chakra now because it's in this region of um, our reproductive organs it makes sense that this chakra deals with sensuality sexuality and creativity when i talk about sensuality and sexuality let me see how do i say this i had a lot of restrictive uh, feelings regarding sensuality sexuality intimacy 
because I experienced sexual trauma. And oftentimes I thought about this chakra in relation to sexual activity. It was only recently for myself when I was healing myself, healing my uh, trauma, that I started to really expand. And with the help of a spiritual guy, my spiritual teacher, she told me that think of sex and sexual energy as simply penetrative and receptive energy. And that really blew my mind because when you think of it in those terms, it strips away the physical act. And when you think of penetrative and receptive energy, that could be anything, particularly when it comes to creativity. When you have an idea in your mind, when you're thinking about something, you have uh, some type of project that you want to do, it starts kind of in your brain. You're receiving the idea. It's coming from spirit. It's coming from somewhere. So you're receiving. That's receptive energy. Then in order to actually manifest whatever that project is, whatever that creative idea you have, that's penetrative energy because you're bringing it out into the world. So that in itself is creative energy that has sexual erotic energy behind it. You're using both in conjunction. So this was really helpful for me and I hope that it could be helpful for you in thinking and expanding your thoughts of what sexual energy is, what creative energy is, and really um, not thinking of it so much in a binary and also not thinking of it so much as a uh, an activity, a physical activity. Now, when your sacral chakra is balanced and healthy, you are comfortable with your emotions. You don't feel like they overtake you. You're able to have a, a nice, healthy flow of creative energy, creative ideas. Not only do you have them in your brain, but you're actually able to execute them. Another sign can also be having a healthy sex life, but once again, not wanting to kind of keep it just in the physical realm of a physical act, more so about um, the flow of energy, more so about having energy that comes in and is also able to go out. So really being comfortable in our emotions, really being present with who we are in the now, being present with joy and pleasure, feeling comfortable with joy and pleasure, feeling comfortable in anger and sadness and not getting swept up in the emotions, really feeling them, honoring them, being true to them and really embracing our feelings and emotions rather than stuffing them down and pushing them to the side. Now, when this chakra is blocked or imbalanced, then you will feel more out of control of your emotions. You feel like your emotions overwhelm you, they rush over you, or you can be completely detached from them. And I will say I've experienced both of these. This chakra has been a journey for me to heal, particularly because I've had a lot of difficulty with intimacy starting in my childhood. And so for me to be able to really be comfortable in intimacy, to be able to be comfortable in my sensuality, sexuality, creative energy, I didn't necessarily have a problem with, but there were times where I would get flooded with creative ideas and it felt very overwhelming and I wouldn't know how to handle it. I also have a lot of anxiety. And so I think that really being able to work with this chakra in particular has helped with my anxiety quite a bit. When I have an anxious moment, when I get really, really anxious or I have any type of um, PTSD moments, then my emotions feel so overwhelming. I feel kind of like this 
teeny tiny little speck in the middle of this tornado that's whirling all around me and I can't focus things get so cloudy it's hard for me to be able to um, hear my own thoughts to be able to know what direction to go in so a lot of times when my emotions overtake me like that I get stuck and I feel debilitated and so I oftentimes just kind of hunker down and wait for the emotions or the anxiety to pass. On the flip side, I've also experienced the detached, being detached from emotions and being numb. Uh, Because I had so many emotions, because I had so much stuff that was swirling in my body, and because I also didn't want to feel the emotions from things that happened in my past, I didn't want to feel the pain, the sadness, the depression, the anger, I would numb it. I used to actually be a very heavy drinker and drinking was my drug or alcohol was my drug of choice to be able to numb what I was feeling. Uh, Before I was drinking, one of the things that I used to do was have the TV or have some type of music playing in the background when I was going to sleep because the silence felt too overwhelming. It felt too deafening for me. And so I would have the TV on, I would have the radio on, and that was also a way for me to detach from my feelings. Because if I wasn't actually feeling them or if I would have flashbacks or memories that I would get overwhelmed by, the TV or the radio would help silence that and kind of push it to the side. So I'm using those examples of myself to show you the ways in which this particular chakra, how it looks when it's blocked or imbalanced. So each chakra is associated with a particular element. And this chakra, the sacral chakra, is associated with water. Now, I'm an earth sign, but I love some water. I happen to live 10 minutes from the beach, from the ocean. And so oftentimes, I will go to the ocean, get in the water, and just completely relax. And it calms me down. If I'm not able to go to the ocean, I take a bath. Love baths. Anytime you want to heal this chakra, think of water, the element of water, when it comes to healing it. If you have access to a natural body of water, whether that's the ocean, a lake, a river, a stream, waterfall, whatever it is, you can get to that body of water. You don't have to submerge yourself in it. You don't even have to put your feet in it. Simply standing next to the body of water taking in deep breaths, really connecting, feel yourself and your energy connected with the water. If you're able to be by a certain body of water and you want to be able to heal this chakra and you're not able to get in the water, think of whatever it is that you're trying to kind of get out, whatever is stuck. So if there is a lot of anxious energy, if there is really kind of depressive energy, if you're trying to ignore something, if you're trying to ignore a particular memory, but you want to heal from that, try to put that energy in the water and allow the water to take it, move it away from you and heal it. Like I said, you don't have to get in the water. You simply have to have the intention that the water is going to carry it away for you. If you're able to physically get in the water, of course, that's more helpful. And of course, it's more relaxing and more calming, but that isn't necessary. And if you're not by a physical or natural body of water, you can go to your bathroom. You can take a bath and submerge yourself in the tub and fill the water up 
put it at a temperature that feels really good, put some essential oils in the tub, have some nice music, and then just relax. And see if you can imagine through your body is just like everything is leaking out of your pores that's holding you down. All the things that are weighing you down regarding your creativity, regarding your sensuality, regarding your emotions. See if you can just imagine that it's seeping out of your skin and it's in the water. And then when you open the drain after you're done with your bath, all of that is going down the drain. You can also do this with a shower. Much quicker, easier to do. As you're taking a shower and the water is coming over your body or it's just uh, uh, falling down your body. Imagine all of the things that are weighing you down, coming out of your skin, coming out of your pores, and the water is helping to bring it down, pull it down away from you and go down the drain. Another way you can imagine and use water to heal is when you're drinking water. Now we have to drink water. We need to stay hydrated. We need to be healthy. We need to keep all of that, all of our organs moving and healthy and water helps us do that. You can take a glass of water and say positive affirmations into the water. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a list of affirmations that I go to just at the ready. A lot of times I don't even have a list of affirmations. I just think of things that I know that I need some help on. So if I'm struggling with something, I think of the positive aspect of that and I affirm it. So if I feel kind of worried or anxious, maybe at the moment I'm feeling unsafe. And so my affirmation is, I am safe. I am safe. I am happy. I am healthy. I am present. I am abundant. And you can say that into the water. And then when you say those positive affirmations, after you say them, drink the water, ingest the water. Water is a conductor. It's healing and it's a conductor. Our bodies are 75% water. And I just found out that our brains are 80% water. So all of that water is holding information. Water holds the history of our planet. And so one of the best ways to heal ourselves is through water. I know it might sound odd. I know it may sound strange, but trust me, I've done it. And listen, with any spiritual practice, please, please do not expect this to work the very first time. No, 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 no. You have to do this over and over and over to see results happening. So you have to put in the work, you have to put in the repetitions of doing a certain practice consistently over a period of time to see the effective change of it. So if you try this positive affirmations that you're speaking into the water and drinking it, do it for a, a consistent and extended period of time to really be able to see it change within yourself. Now we're moving on to crystals. Crystals for this chakra. And while I will be giving you some that have, like I said, the orange hue or orange and yellow goldish hue to it, go with your gut and pick crystals that you feel will help you in any energy work, whether it's this chakra, the sacral chakra, or any other chakras, or just healing in general. Pick what your gut is telling you. I will give you some that have uh, an orangey hue that go in accordance with this particular chakra. And then some of them don't have that color. But like I said, pick what feels right. Pick what resonates with you. The first crystal that I have up is citrine. 
Citrine is like a goldish yellow kind of crystal and it's pretty it can be clear and there are parts of it that can have uh, white and can be a little bit cloudy but it's a pretty clear golden crystal. Citrine is great for raising self-esteem and self-confidence. It makes you less sensitive to criticism. It activates your creativity and encourages self-expression. I've used citrine not just with my sacral chakra but also with my throat chakra because all of these systems, everything works together. If you think about your body, your physical body, your digestive system, your circulatory system, all of these can stand alone and by themselves, but they also work in conjunction. They work together. And it's the same thing with your chakras and your energy systems. So when I was working with uh, my uh, sacral chakra and healing it, and I was using citrine, I was also using it with my throat chakra to be able to help move any uh, stuck energy I had with my creativity. Next up on my list for crystals is carnelian. Carnelian is kind of like a reddish orange stone and I use this for abundance. Now oftentimes when I say abundance people think financial abundance. They want to bring more wealth into their life and you can definitely think of abundance in that way but that's just one aspect. Abundance can be anything. Abundance of health, abundance of love, abundance of compassion, abundance of joy, abundance of pleasure. All of that is anything that you want in life that's good, that you want to have more of to help counterbalance the negative. Bringing that in, Carnelian will help with that. And so for me to help um, remove some of the negative feelings and negative emotions that I have around myself and just any anxiety that I may be feeling. Carnelian really helps with bringing in more abundance. Carnelian also helps clarify perception. And that's good because sometimes, and I'll speak from my personal experience, when I'm in an anxious state, when I'm in heightened emotional state, I can, it's really hard for me to be able to see a way out. And once I'm in a very anxious place, then I start to uh, get really foggy. And once the fog clears, that's good. It's helpful. But then I need to be able to have like a broader picture, a broader sense to be able to move me forward. And Carnelian really helps with that, being able to kind of see all the different aspects and give me uh, a clear view of the whole picture of everything I need to see, not just the negative self-talk or the negative speech that I tend to focus on the most. The next crystal, or I really should say gemstone, that is really good for the sacral chakra, and this is one that I use. It's not orange, gold, or red in color, is chrysanthemum stone. Chrysanthemum stone is black with white flecks that kind of look like either snowflakes or a spider web or a star and it's a really unique stone. I came into contact with this stone many many years ago and what I found is that when it is in my space and I have a couple of chrysanthemum stones right next to my bed when it's around me I have more joy. I'm able to tap into pleasure and even though this isn't considered one of the stones that people use for this particular chakra, I really don't even hear people talking about chrysanthemum stone a whole lot. 
This has been really helpful for me in being able to access that joy and hold on to it. It also gives more levity and light and gives kind of like a childlike quality for me. And so I tend to carry chrysanthemum stone with me oftentimes when I travel. It's one of my favorite stones. It's one of my uh, foundational stones that I have with me when I travel, when I'm outside of my home, because I can get very anxious. And so when I need to be able to tap into that joy and really hold on to it, then I have this stone with me. And the last crystal or gemstone that I'm going to share with you for this particular chakra is Jasper. Jasper can come in all different types of colors. Uh, The one that I have is more of like a reddish brown. And Jasper brings in imagination and transforms idea into action. This is an action stone. So if you're a person that has kind of a lot of creative ideas that's flooding in your mind, they're swirling all around in your head, but you need something to help get you moving and get that energy from your brain out of your body, out manifest into the physical world, Jasper is really good for that. And it also enhances sexual pleasure. And now we are moving on to the Q&A segment. I was asked this question uh, years ago, and it's interesting because I don't get this question often. The question was, what do I do if one of my crystals breaks? Oof. It can be heartbreaking to have a crystal break because... We love crystals, they're beautiful, especially if it's a crystal that you've had in your possession for a long time, if it's something that you really love, that you, it's, it's been with you for years, it's provided you a wonderful healing. And so if a crystal breaks, oh, it just, if, it can feel like the end of the world. Now, if a crystal breaks, you do not throw it away. Do not put it in the trash. No, 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 no. Now, we can't use it in the same way that we used it before, obviously, but what you can do is bury it or put it in some soil. So if you have access to a backyard, take the shards of the crystal and bury them in the ground. If you don't have access to a backyard and you have potted plants, you can put those shards of the crystal in the ground or in the soil in your potted plant. If you don't have plants and if you don't have access to a backyard, find a spot somewhere, find a park or something like that. Maybe find some place in the ocean or some natural body of water that you have access to and put the crystals in there. They will still have energy and they will still provide some type of healing energy for the environment. But the way in which you are using them, you can't use them the same way that you were using them before because it, it's, it's, it's broken, the energy's fractured. And so now it's kind of all over the place, but it still has potent energy that you can use when you put it in the soil. So don't throw them away. If you have a broken crystal, simply put it in Uh, some soil, put it in some dirt, give it back to the earth. That's what you really want to do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Once again, I love talking about chakras, love talking about crystals. And for the next episode, we're going to talk about the solar plexus, which is one of my 
I don't know if favorite is the right word, but it's one of the chakras that I've really been spending a lot of time. I've really been spending a lot of time with the, low, the lower three chakras. Um, so I've been doing a lot of work with all three of them. So we'll talk about the solar plexus next. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe to it. That way you'll know when a new episode comes up. And I would really appreciate it if you could rate it review it that way it gets around to more people more ears sharing is caring as i always say thank you so much and i'll catch you on the next episode i'm in here is produced and edited by me kendall the intro music was also created by me you can find my wellness business in her power on instagram at in her underscore power or on Twitter at InHerPower. You can email me with any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts that you may have. My email address is Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L, at InHerPower.space. To help support me in continuing to bring you some great content, I invite you to become a patron. Please make sure you review share, and subscribe to this podcast.